Have you ever wondered how your sales performance compares against your competitors and peers? The B2B Sales Benchmark Report provides the definitive guide to what success looks like in 2021. See how you compare in terms of win rate, sales cycle, average deal value, relationships, and engagement. You can see the results and get the full report at ebster.com forward slash B2B dash sales dash benchmarks. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales operations onto the show to deconstruct the why, what, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by Ebster, the leading customer engagement platform for Salesforce. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Nicholas, welcome. Thank you, Tom. It's an honor to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> this is the webinar. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. Um, so Nicholas Derilla of Flashpoint yep. um, has approximately three years experience in sales operations, but has a data analysis qualification from General Assembly, mm-hmm. Salesforce admin certified, and also Insight Squared certified. Yeah. So we've got some good stuff to work <laughs> with here. Um, so let's kick right off. Nicholas, how did you get into sales ops? So that's a good question. Um Going back to my undergrad, I got a degree in sports marketing. I didn't know what sales operations was. Mm. In my first role at um, in a corporation called Cablevision, I was a sales assistant. And I learned a lot about how sales did their day-to-days, how they did their processes and their flows. So they took me on a lot of their calls, and I spoke with clients and understand like the flows of the day-to-day for salespeople. There. So that gave me a good understanding how business works as a salesperson. So my next role was at sales oper- um, integral ad science as a sales ops associate. Cool. So did you, so, so you got this kind of experience as a sales assistant and then were you actively looking for roles in sales operations or did you get headhunted or? <laughs> That's a, uh, so I love to use the tool Glassdoor. That's like my tool yeah. for um, prospecting for new um, roles and whatnot. And honestly, I was just looking for the next title and, sales operations still didn't know what it was i was just like why not just just apply to it because the job the company integral ad science sounded cool it was ad tech it was technology Mm -hmm. i was like i'm young let's let's go let's go to the city let's enjoy ourselves so i was like why not so i took a chance and i got the role got an interview and it was great Mm -hmm. um and that was about three years ago yep yeah yeah cool okay yeah um interesting some people find their way through like they're, they're doing sales and then they someone gives them some spreadsheets to like analyze. Other people like find their way through finance, but it seems like you found your way almost <laughs> completely randomly. <laughs> Seriously, it was like what I consider like right time in the right place. And I was like, yeah. I got into the role. 
I met some great um, people. Um, I had a great mentor and they introduced me to Salesforce. And I was like, this is amazing. This technology, this tool, um, the, the whole community when it comes to Salesforce. And I felt like what sales operations is built in is Salesforce. So you need to understand how to use the tools, but at the same time, understand how like the sales works. How does customer success works? How do you work with marketing? I think that's what was like what I saw at Integral. And I was like, I'm not letting this go. I want to keep this going. Like, <laughs> this is where I want to see my career to go. And then so like the first time that you created a Salesforce dashboard, you were like, that's oh, I was like, that's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I got this. Got it. Um, and, and then you were at Integral Ad Tech for just over a year, right? It was, I was like uh, about two years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And now you transitioned into another Felder role. Yes. So cool. cur- Flashpoint. Yes. Currently, I'm at um, Flashpoint as the senior sales operations analyst. And a lot that I do is speaking with leadership, speaking with a lot of stakeholders from a lot of different departments, from customer success, marketing, product, um, sales. I I feel like sales ops is like the the center of the hub because we mm-hmm. own the system and we do a lot of the processes, but also have to have a, a stake at the table to understand what's really going on because we're the ones that implement the, the systems and the tools. Yeah. Got it. Um, on that, on that point, um, current sales of tech back at Flashpoint. Yeah. So definitely um, Salesforce is our CRM. We're trying to make that our single source of truth. Like, we want everybody living in it from all the different teams. We use Insight Squared as our reporting and analytics tool. Excuse me. <coughs> we have um, LinkedIn Sales Nav for prospecting and um, for the sales team. We also use Showpad as an engagement tool. And then also for our quote creations, we use um, Conga. Yeah. Awesome. Just completely rattle them off there. <laughs> nice. It seems like you know the stack inside out. Um, you mentioned about having Salesforce as the one source of truth. Um, how are you currently dealing with data quality, and are you solely responsible for making sure that the, the data in Salesforce is good? So for me personally, I have I like to make the system as simple as possible for our users. So if the sales are inputting opportunities, how do they create products and how to create a quote. We try to simplify it as much as possible. So we have using Showpad, how to some training documentations, how to make it as easy as possible. Because at the end of the day, they are, um, it's a part of their job and they're viable for what they're doing in the system. But also for me, I got to make sure that I'm checking it. Like, so I build reports that's scheduled for me to see on a daily or a weekly basis as opportunity creation, account creation, what's really happening are the territories correct? So I like to see that everything's um, valid, validated for what's going on in the system. Got it. So I mean, I think I heard two things. First is that you're actively trying to make it easier for them to do the right thing, but then you're still yep. checking that they are doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. And ultimately, like, it's their job to do it, but also you're accountable for making sure that the information is good. Yeah, because I think it's a partnership between me and sales, me and customer success, because we we all want to do what's best and try to, at the end of the day, bring revenue into the business. And how do I simplify that? Nice. Um, as you're doing that, 
you may have to get the sales to do like something extra that they may not have wanted to do. How do you get buy-in from them to do the thing when it's just going to take them away from selling? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, like I could give an example when building out new custom functionality, like a custom object, how to build in process off of like opportunities or accounts. I like to have like specifically the sales um, beta test it so they can really find the bugs. So, cause I'm knowing the system, I know how to use it in and out. So I, I really need to understand how they use it and how they could find the problems with it. So we could have that discussions and have those open meetings that, okay, at the start I, tr I show them, okay, this is the how to, here you go for a week, come back to me in a week with any bugs or any um, issues that you have. And that really bring, brings in buy-in. So they could also talk to their other colleagues and be like, hey guys, it's really simple to use. Here you go, this is how the process works. Because a lot of people, um, it's easier to talk to your peers and they understand what your day-to-day, -day, what your grind is and how do you, how are we supposed to at the end of the day, again, the sales and bringing revenue to the business. Got it, so you're almost like using the salespeople as your personal salespeople for the new process. That makes sense. Yeah, that really does make sense. Like I'm selling to them. If you, if that like makes sense, because we're it's a partnership between us yeah. and and them. So you're selling to like the first beta group, and then you're relying on them to sell to the rest of the organization. Yeah, because I think once I get the buy-in from them, it's really easier to have a broader meeting with um with the sales team to be like, okay, guys, this is how we do it. And then they could also like the other salespeople that have beta testing, they could talk upon yeah. these issues that they saw before. And then some of the salespeople that didn't get invited into the beta group are probably going to be like, can I be in the beta <laughs> yeah, group? Yeah, and then it's like, here we go. We get more people on. It's it's, it's awesome to see these things. Like, yeah. It's like one person and then the next person. So it's it's cool to have that um, interactions with the sales team because I, I could understand, like, a lot of people don't understand the system. And all they're supposed to be doing is like, okay, how do I do data quality? How am I creating opportunities? So I'm trying to simplify it as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, what's the current ratio between people uh, and Flashpoint? in sales operations versus actual sales reps? So we're a team of three right now on my sales ops team, but we have about 50, um, I'm sorry, are you talking about how many users in Salesforce or how many on the sales team? Sales team. Okay, about 50 sales. And sales. Nice, so 50 to three ratio. Yep. I'm trying to collect the ratios from every people we, I think that's about mid-range. I yeah, think yeah. that's about right. Maybe that's like a, well, do, you, do you think that's about right or do you think you need more people in the sales ops team? I think because I have uh, a little digression right now. I went to um, a conference in, for um, Insight Squared. It's a revenue ops yearly um, conference that they have for specifically for sales ops and how they transition to rev ops. And I heard on um, a panel was that they like to have one sales operations to 25 salespeople. So that's like the ratio that I've heard. So right now I feel like we're in a good place at Flashpoint because we have that synergy with sales and we also – in conjunction working with business operations and they're like on the front lines with sales and they could come back to us and we could collaborate. So it's pretty cool that we have right now. Yeah. Let me just check on the chat. I think we have a question here from Zach. What are the few key things to consider when building a new sales process? So for me, I think it's really getting to talk with sales first, like at the beginning, what is your, your like issues with the system or what can we simplify? So once I understand their workflow and how they're doing their business, then I could build something in Salesforce. Cause I feel like Salesforce is really like you can build it 
there's there's not one best like answer. There's like you could do a lot of different things in Salesforce that could do the sales process to build it for them so it's easier for them. Because that's why I feel like when it comes to sales processes, how do we beginning from like the opening discovery and opportunity to close one and let's take them on that journey. So Salesforce implement that using lightning with path and we could put in like, okay, this is what you should be doing at discovery. This is what you should be doing at prospecting. This is what you should be doing at procurement. And this is how we, we um, drive that process. <coughs> Got it. Um, how are you guys currently onboarding salespeople? So, so in a in a daily world, we want um, them using Showpad so they could like ramp up quickly. But we understand that sales is always changing; new products are always coming in. So we like quickly. Sorry, just checking out Showpad. I haven't heard about this. Okay, cool. So is that a tool that enables you to create or enables you to scale sales teams yep. through like bringing people through onboarding flows? Yep. So it's like content. We bring into the content. What what are we selling? What's the products we're offering? Our services. It's all in Got one it. place. They could see videos. They could see um, decks. They could build a deck. So it's really it's integrated with Salesforce. So it's the synergy is all there. The APIs like you could have it all in Salesforce, and they could just log into Salesforce, having that single source of truth again, and they could check what's going on and um, show nice. that. But I know for me that it's not just okay, you learn, you, you go on Showpad and you're, you're good to go. So we like to, I like to sit down with new um, salespeople building dashboards for them in Salesforce and inside squared and really go down to the metrics. And un- so they understand what they're looking at because mm. from one organization might be different from ours. Got it. So you like, as well as giving them all this stuff to work with, you're like have one-on-one time with every rep. Yeah. Talking stuff through. Um, and how long do you expect from like someone their first day to someone like letting them loose in the world and being productive? Um, that's a good question. I feel like because outside of the systems, they know what they're doing when it comes to like closing deals and whatnot. And I think that like say if it was a 30, 60, 90, as time goes, they'd be like, okay, after 30 days, I'm starting to quote in the, in the system. How do I quote multiple quotes onto one opportunity? So I can understand that could be kind of confusing, but as they ramped up 60 to 90, they're, they're like, it's go time. Like, we're good to go. So they're moving. They're moving. Um, and just for people in the audience, what's the the, uh, the approximate price point just so people have an understanding of, like, where we are for selling Flashpoint? So for an annual contract. So it's a, a ride um, from, like, 90K to 500K. Okay, cool. a big range of that, yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so, like, slightly high, high end. So the sales cycle, like... It's longer than thirty days. Yes, 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 yes. The the sales cycle because we're um we're a private and public sector, it could take a like a longer time with mm-hmm. our sales cycle. It could be six months to a year, so it does take a lot of time. Cool, got it. Um, how are you currently trying to make or how are you making your sales team more productive at the moment? Uh, like I think I'm going to hone on making everything simplified because I think with easier layouts, easier processes. It's simple for them and it's simple for me. And then we could bottle that up to leadership and they could see like mm-hmm. actionable data points. Like, okay, we're doing good over here. How do we transition to somewhere like on the, on the other side that we have some functionalities that are more custom? How do we bottle that up? So it's not mo- no longer a bottleneck that the sales team are, are unable to just go out and sell. Mm-hmm. So if you had to summarize, 
how you're making yourself people more productive right now is simply by simplifying processes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cutting complex steps out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of like you could see and not just in Flashpoint and a lot of different orgs that I talk to other people that they have too many fields that aren't being used, too many validations that don't make sense. So having that audit from, let's say, the accounts all the way down to our custom objects to understand, okay, we don't need these kind of processes. Having those maybe month-to-month conversations with the stakeholders to be like, hey, do you still need this process? No. Okay, let's 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 fix this up. Let's optimize and streamline it for, for better use of the yeah. users. So you're just ripping stuff out, mm-hmm. and that just makes everything much more simple. Okay, Zach's back again. What are some of the changes or shifts that you've seen in the role over your experience? So I guess for your two roles um, over the past three or so years, have you seen anything change during that time? Uh, <laughs> definitely with um, how, like I, I'm gonna again with the conference I was at at Ramp they seen that it's not just sales operations now, it's a transition to revenue operations. And I feel like revenue, again, is that sitting at the, the center, like they're the hub, but they also have people from customer success, marketing, sales, um, sales enablement under one business unit that can really talk to all the different yeah. departments. So we all have this synergy and alignment. That's, that's what I saw from when I was at Integral Ad Science, where sales ops, and now tech, I'm still in sales operations, but we recognize and like building new functionality and, and dashboards to say that this is revenue operations and how do we optimize that. And that was like the shift from sales ops to the like the new future of or the Got it. just the, the evolution of operations. And so is there like a separate marketing operations team and customer success operations team at Flashpoint or are there just people in those teams that you can work with? So that's, for me, we have, because my I roll up to the senior director of marketing and sales operations, so we also have me as a sales ops um, analyst, and then we have someone else as a marketing operations. Got it. So there's the three of us, but also, like, we have customer success that I could talk to on a one-on-one and be like, hey, guys, I see that you're on the accounts. Is there, what what can we optimize? Like, what can we fix up here? So we have that, like, again, synergy and just being open to talk to not just sales, but to everyone, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are in Salesforce. So so your team or your, your the director you report to, he's essentially a director of revenue operations. Uh, his, You could say, yeah, 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 yeah. You could say, because his title is sales and marketing operations. So he, Got it. he's he's very smart. He understands um, processes. Um, he has, like, an engineering background. So he can understand code and then also can sit at the table when it goes, go to market and stuff like that. Sounds like a legend. Um, (laughs) What what KPI are you currently tracking? So for us, we would like to, what we call like the funnel. So we want to see how many, like for marketing, how are the leads coming in and like the handoff from marketing to sales and how, like what's the time to close one. And then also like, when it comes to on the other end, when customer success takes over and that we have a customer and that they're talking to them. And then when it also comes time to um, renewals. So I think that's like the KPIs we're looking at from the funnel top down. All the way through. Yeah. If you you had to choose one KPI to like, or if you could only have one just to measure the sales team, which 
metric or KPI would you choose? I would say, um, because uh, there's like not, I would say oppor opportunity creation. Interesting. So in terms of dollars or in terms of number of opportunities? Um, in terms of dollars and moving through the stages. Because we like, because in Insight Squared, you could check like velocity and see like time. Okay, cool. So it's the, the value of opportunities created, but also their velocity through the different stages of opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. And final question, we might already have the answer to this, is who do you, who's taught you the most? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to say your current director, <laughs> but you can if you want. So there's, this is, I would say it's like a three prong attack. So at Integral, I met like, like she was my mentor, Erica Perez at Integral. Mm -hmm. She was the sales operations manager. She took yeah. me under her wing. She taught me so much about processes, how to even use um, demand tools, which is, I think has been bought out by, I forgot someone else, but it was a powerful tool. Validity. She, validity yeah, validity. There you go. She um, really taught me how Salesforce works and also the operations. She really like let me be a part of those conversations. And then as I moved to um, Flashpoint, there was um, before my current boss, Rob Smith, who's, who's also a sales operations manager. And he uh -huh. really taught me that there isn't not one answer in Salesforce, but to keep learning and teach yourself. And I think through that, that's how I was able to like receive my um, sales operations. I mean, Salesforce admin certification because I learned on my own Salesforce. And then currently my boss right now, Justin Rogers, he's uh, like you said, the legend, or we call him the robot. <laughs> and really he's a robot <laughs> because he can read code. Yes. Awesome. I've actually written those, those down. Um, awesome. Nicholas, thank you so much. Here, here are the things I liked. And, and this has been echoed across a few uh, different interviews, but sales ops is the hub of yeah. the business. Um, and obviously when I'm talking to sales ops people, they're obviously going to be like, yeah, sales ops is the hub. But it is it's true. Sales ops is the hub of the business. Um, the part you said about influencing salespeople to adopt new processes by having a little test group and then getting them to spread the message, I thought was really neat. Um, and then actually the point about productivity was probably the most the simplest one we've I've ever had. Simplest answer to that question. So just to get rid of stuff that you that you may not be using or that might not be adding any value. Um, and that just makes things more simpler, faster, and more productive. Um, there Seriously. we go. Seriously, that's like, <laughs> to me, it's just like easy. It's easy for them, it's easy for me. All um, our jobs are easier. So, okay, so everyone is now gonna start rushing to Salesforce. They're gonna be deleting all these custom objects and all these fields. <laughs> no, no you, please. <laughs> not to me, please. <laughs> um, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Tom, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified Podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.